Welcome everybody to another episode of Tubby Talk. I am Terry Leahy from Terry Leahy Films and along with me is the two owners of Tubby Robot themselves. Chris McGuire. Steve Wright Jr. Welcome to the show. We were just talking about all sorts of uh, strange games that are out there in the ether <laughs> and strange licenses that have gone out too. And no, there is no group of people who have given us more strange joy than those in the music recording industry <laughs> trying to make video games. So this yes. episode's gonna be just about that kind of stuff. What kind of games, you ask? Oh, I don't know. Help us out, gentlemen. <laughs> well, I think we, we gotta start with the first one ever made in the arcade. There are actually two of them. The band Journey, the rock band, back in the 70s, uh, they have two arcade games. One was about uh, getting away from promoters, and, and another one was about uh, collecting the instruments for each band member to put the band back together so that they could play. And Steve was just reading up on this. You're saying, like, at the end, if you got all of the bands, uh, got all their musical instruments together, a cassette would play inside. Inside of the actual <laughs> cabinet would play through speakers, and you were then portraying the roadie yes. for the newly re rejoined journey. And they did one of their more popular songs, which the name escapes you right now, but it's called... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but, but basically, <laughs> like, was... the back then, games could not replicate either the graphics or the sound required for this sort of thing. So they so just played the cassette. They just through. played the cassette tape in the arcade cabinet. So awesome. But you know what? They tried. They sure as hell tried to get some of that music into the cartridges, and it didn't go so well, as we found out in Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is a game we've actually played on Wallavision here at Tubby Robot, and it was a big hit. Uh, but the game was, yeah, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker was made by Sega, and uh, it was, Michael Jackson was the biggest thing going at the time. Uh, the Genesis was the biggest thing going at the time. So, so just like peanut butter and chocolate, <laughs> married the two together. Yeah, and it was a, uh, a, a brawler, really, more than anything. Like, it was isometric point of view. You're walking through the streets, trying to save children from Mr. Big. Mr. You heard Big, that right? Yeah. Michael Jackson trying to save children from Mr. Big. Yep. Uh, and so little children would be running around like uh, really stereotypical-looking children, like a girl with yeah, ponytails, like, pigtails, <laughs> and like a jumper on, yeah. just running yeah. around like holding a doll. And Michael Jackson would go touch them while they were tied up, and then they'd say, "Michael," and then they'd run away. Hey, and, Michael. Yeah. You know what I loved about that is so. It's not that bad a game. It's like a oh. typical, like, it's, I don't want to say Final Fight because it's isometric, but yeah. it is, you know, you walk diagonally, you punch, you do dance moves, you have a special button that causes you to spin around and just go, ah! And it, it plays <laughs> clips from the song, so each stage was themed yeah. with a different Michael Jackson song, so it would play a clip of that song, all the enemies would dance in time. And then blow up. With Michael Jackson, yeah, and then blow up. <laughs> They'd be like, dance, dance, die. <laughs> Including robots. Yeah, there are many robots in the game that you fought. Which Speaking of robots, every once in a while you will run into your monkey friend. Yeah, right. Yeah, bubbles you're little chip. Bubbles. Yeah, he's running oh. bubbles, and you 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 run into bubbles, and he morphs into the giant like mech version of Michael from Captain EO. Yeah, and you get to hang out as Captain EO for the rest of the the level. The rest of the yeah. level, like you get charged up and uh, shoot lasers. Does it go to everybody, or is it whoever finds bubbles? Whoever finds bubbles. So there'll be. Two bubbles sometimes when you're playing yeah. two players and you can each become bubbles. And you get like these giant arm cannon things. Yeah. It, 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 was, it's, it was amazing. It's one of the best pieces of animation in any video game ever. You look up the animation cycle of Michael Jackson morphing after touching bubbles and champ. It's hilarious. It's even better than Ultra Beast when you turn into the various beasts. <laughs> yeah. And that was the pinnacle of, of video game morphing technology at that time. We kept laughing when we headed onto the shop here because before you start <laughs> every stage, they give this little breakdown with the map. And right before, they show Michael Jackson's face, pixelated, and he just goes, Woo! 
Yeah. <laughs> and then you start right away. Oh, it's it's great. Was that his first foray into video games, or was Sonic before that? I'm not sure if Sonic if Sonic 3's soundtrack was predated it. I'm pretty sure Moonwalker was first because it was like late 80s, early 90s. Also, not only on the consoles. Yeah, it was arcade yeah, first. Yeah, it came on arcade first. Arcade first. And, and it was three players in the arcade. Yeah. You, you had a red Michael, a white Michael, and a blue Michael. Yes. Like, they're all wearing the smooth criminal suits. Yeah. yeah. And they played the smooth criminals. I mean, really, the music was actually down, pretty great. Down, 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 down. <laughs> <laughs> and just making people dance to kill them. And the, the thing was, like, Michael Jackson, he was like, I don't want to be violent. violent. So he shot, like, rainbow lasers. Yeah. Uh, and it was like electricity you. sometimes. Like it was, it was a very strange game, but very entertaining. There were very, there was a very <laughs> phallic robot who was, yeah. like he, he was his body was a giant uh, pulsing phallus basically <laughs> that would punch you in the head. Yeah, it, 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 it was, was not a mech with two legs and just a long cylindrical body. It was, a, it was a bit obvious <laughs> who had creative control over the game. <laughs> oh man, I just, I'm just glad there wasn't a Neverland. Ranch-like level. Oh, God. Escape from Neverland Ranch. By the way, was the was Mr. Big the same Mr. Big from Wayne's World? Uh, that's a good question. No, but I think he was the same Mr. Big from the uh, Captain EO. I'm not sure. I've was never seen Captain EO. Neither have I. I don't even know. No, Captain EO had. It was a film at Disney World. Yeah. An interactive ride. But I, I didn't go while it was there, so I've never seen the But Captain, I know the robot. Uh, it was actually a woman. She was, I forget her title, but oh, she okay. was like the Queen of Blades, basically, of that universe. Oh, okay. And Michael Jackson singing and dancing turned her into a beautiful lady. And they all lived happily ever after. Thanks, George Lucas. <laughs> no. Yeah, George Lucas yeah. directed Captain EO. My man. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad, but, you know. Good, kind of good. I know there's something I saw on a bootleg tape as a kid where Michael Jackson turned into a car. <laughs> and maybe that was a separate, like, Moonwalker movie, like, I remember short something film. Like but it's something where he morphs into a car and starts driving around, like, a Hollywood lot. Yeah, but doesn't that, and doesn't that movie, oh, I know what you're talking about. Spielberg <laughs> oh. was in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Spielberg was in it, Dan Aykroyd was in it. Oh, I, God, I need to check this down. At the end, it reveals, like, the whole music video is being done on a set, and at yeah. the end, it, reveal, uh, it reveals that Michael was the director all along. <laughs> it was a great shot of Steven Spielberg just like, <laughs> oh, you. Like, really funny. Basically, in the early 90s, late 80s, they let Michael Jackson do whatever he wanted. He had primetime specials, multiple. He, I remember, clearly, he premiered the video for Black or White starring Macaulay Culkin during a Simpsons episode, I believe. Yeah, no, was I remember the that Simpsons episode he was in? No. He it was, was, it was, it was a little bit after that. Different, yeah. He was also in a Simpsons episode. But that was like it an was, event. Like, but he didn't sing for it. This every, has become the Michael Jackson show. <laughs> every family just like got together and watched that. It was a television event that like was a shared thing that doesn't happen anymore because no. the monoculture is dead. Everybody <laughs> watches something different and it's all, all of our online, kids, yeah. they, they will not see the same shows. I was talking about this with my wife a lot. Like, you know, we grow up now. We're like, oh, remember all this stuff? Kids aren't going to do that because they're not going to have the same experiences. Oh, I my my family did Hulu. My family did Netflix. That's my true. family did YouTube. My family didn't even have a television. Like, it's crazy. Well, yeah. <laughs> but then, speaking of the monoculture, Apple. going back, <laughs> going back to uh, like uh, the arcade. Uh, one one of my favorites uh, was Revolution X. Yeah, I Aerosmith. <laughs> Aerosmith basically has a very similar plot. Not about saving children, though, but uh, an evil corporation. About saving the world. Yes, an evil from the man. <laughs> yep, the man is trying to t take music away because it's about artistic expression, and Aerosmith, you know, can't can't abide. They need artistic expression to flow freely, 
Uh, so Steven Tyler and crew, uh, you get a, a gun. It's a gun game. Yeah. And you shoot CDs. Yeah, and so, like, as you're shooting there. at the gun, uh, the screen, yeah, like, CDs are flying out of your gun into the virtual screen, and you're blowing things up, and, uh, yeah, oh, oh god, what was the, the, the subtitle in that? It was, like, Fight for the Future, something absurd. It yeah, was Generation X, or, like, yeah. It was, like, yeah. Oh, and, and if you go, in, it's got some really great digitized graphics of that band. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the thing about it though is every arcade had this game. Yeah. Why was it everywhere? And you would like you would walk into the arcade and you would see it's like, oh I bet they got a cool new gun game and yep there's a gun game. Damn it! <laughs> Aerosmith got us again. And it, it was like right after Terminator 2 came out and they had right. that great game, like Terminator 2 uh, gun. That's probably game. why. Probably yeah. used the same cabinet. Yeah, and they just swap the, the the disc. They're yeah. like, but now Steven Tyler can be with you as you go through and shoot people. Which is the only General, I would want in a war for the future, <laughs> Steven Tyler. You want to, although, if you want to, sorry. Yeah. Although, if you want to talk about fights for the future, there's somebody who I would trust to lead me more than Steven Tyler, more than Michael Jackson, and even more than we haven't talked about it yet, Jack Black. Ah. <laughs> but it's a game called Omicron Nomad Soul. It came out for the Sega Dreamcast. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah. So it's starring, actually starring t twice. David Bowie. David Bowie? The thin white duke himself. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently it was it was like this um, this uh, dystopian future mm -hmm. where he was also like the leader of like the resistance or something like that. Of course. He also had a band yeah. where he performed multiple songs written by David Bowie and were um, actually released on his 1999 album, Hours. <laughs> but they debuted in this game. For Dreamcast. Oh, so this is the world of hero, David Bowie music. Yes. No way. And it's, oh God, so it's like early, if you've ever played MDK2 or any other like early Dreamcast game that was like a, like not open world, but like open stage style game, like mm -hmm. first person shooter, it looked re really rough. The texture quality was, was high, so it wasn't like super fuzzy, but Polygon Camp was super low. So everybody just had like a big cube head or a big sphere, like sphere, like hexagon head. It wasn't even round. And it was crazy, but David like, Bowie's... Like GoldenEye level? Yeah, like GoldenEye level, <laughs> but like with less fuzzy textures. But David Bowie's face was like immaculately rendered, and I think it took up half the space on the disc. <laughs> it's just David Bowie's face. It looked face. exactly like David Bowie if he was blue. <laughs> it's funny because this system is the one that I remember the most these kinds of games on. I specifically remember in a store seeing Kiss Psycho Circus yeah. and having yes. zero concept of what that could possibly be. Did they have guns? Oh uh, yeah, it was a, it was a it was a first person shooter yeah. in the universe of Kiss. <laughs> Which is, is new because that definitely didn't exist before. Yeah, it was a very uh, much uh, Todd McFarlane kind of style thing. Oh, okay. it was so like yeah. in that era of like Spawn is cool, so let's have all this like hellish sort of looking. Gene Simmons, Simmons was Spawn. Was the basically, demon. was the demon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, Spawn looks just like Kiss. Now that you, you, you mention it, so they were all like, "Hey, why not just steal that aesthetic?" Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was basically a stock '90s first-person shooter like. You know, you had axes, you shot rockets, you shot guns. You know what it was like? It was like, you remember when House of Dead and those games came out? Like, there were a lot of those type of games. Do you remember one that, like, took place in a bunch of horror elements and one was a circus? Carnival. Carnival! <laughs> yes. That's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of Carnival. That's the one where, like, yeah. the clown popped off the top of, like, the circus tent and you had to shoot the big clown in the head? Yeah. Carnival yeah. was a terrible game, for the record. <laughs> it looks pretty good. <laughs> not, not as good as House of the Dead.
It was, it was that same um, engine as like um, Police Trainer and oh, oh the one they yeah. put Area Fifty One. Area Fifty One. Yeah. yeah. Area Fifty One, which was everywhere, everywhere that game, and I, I was like, we were House of the Dead fans, so we were like used to good games. Own. And so like, when that, when that came out, we were just like, uh, yeah, this crappy little gun. <laughs> this tiny little, it's like a real gun. Yeah, but you might get to like pump a shotgun in Carnival. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I remember playing that in like a Disney quest or something, so you could just keep going. Yeah. Otherwise, it's impossible. Like, that game is designed to make it. Anyway, long story short, it, it reminded me of that Kiss yeah. game. Kiss Lego Circus, I'd love to go back and play, actually, because that was a time when like, that, that is the start of like the brown, muddy texture kind of thing um, that came in the late 90s and continues to this day, arguably. So, we have two ways to go from that uh, Divergent Point X. Do you want to go towards the brown, muddy game, or do you want to go towards another music game on the Dreamcast? Oh, music game on the Dreamcast. For cool. sure. So Chris knows what I'm talking about. Which one? Are we going Space Channel? Yeah, Space Channel Also 5. starring Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, another Michael Jackson game. What? I didn't even know there was one. Yeah, Tell so me everything. <laughs> Space Fet Channel 5 was a first-party Sega game. Uh, it was basically a rhythm uh, game. It was yeah. a lot like Prapper the Rapper. Uh, you uh, you played this alien named... She's an alien Called reporter. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Yeah. Uh, and so she would dance, and you would basically dance with aliens. And I don't even know. You were kind of solving problems abstractly. Yeah. She was like a reporter who was actually getting... Like, not being a very good journalist, but getting into <laughs> solving these problems that need to be solved. Or like on a space station. Wearing a miniskirt. Good. Um, so she had like, uh, yeah, purple pigtails and a miniskirt wearing an orange dress. And uh, at one one stage, you find Space Michael. He's he's referred to literally as Space Michael, and it's Michael Jackson in muddy Dreamcast texture, wearing a silver suit, and he will dance with you. And uh, it's pretty great. Does actually. he speak? Yeah, he speaks. Yeah, yeah. He speaks and dances. I think they might have even mocap danced him. They, um, they almost certainly they did. Yeah. So like. Michael Jackson at some point wore a suit covered with balls so that he could do this game. <laughs> yep. Um, Freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to gaming with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and it was it was a good game. Uh, I, I think a lot of people were actually pretty in, pretty into yeah. that game. The, the character ended up being so popular, um, relatively speaking anyway, that when Sega put out their Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing like Mario Kart clone, Ulala was one of the racers. Really? Yeah, but no space Michael, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did Ulala make her way into Toe Jam and Earl? She was way after that. Unless there, no, there was a, a Toe one. Jam and Earl they, they, three they, they, that they, they, came they, they, out that had one. a female she, character. She might be in it because that's Sega too. So maybe they. I, I think it's her. Maybe they it's put her in there. I hope it's her. <laughs> <laughs> and then speaking with, they re, I know they released Space Channel Five on Xbox 360, and they didn't have the rights to Space Michael. So I don't remember what they had to do to work around that, but they didn't have Space Michael's rights anymore. Cut it out or something. Yeah, they like replaced him probably with Space Mr. Dream. <laughs> Space Mr. Dream. Space Mr. Dream. That's fantastic. Punch out joke. <laughs> Speaking of punching, my favorite music licensed games were the Def Jam games that came out <laughs> on GameCube and PS2. Def, Def Jam Vendetta, Wee Def Jam Fight for New York. And so much fun. With a story mode! There was a real story like, mode. Like, those games were way better than they had any right to be, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like, they were actually fun especially, games. Especially Vendetta, the first one. Yeah! I'm gonna play on GameCube constantly, and I'm just... You, you pick your favorite rapper, so you had, like, Method Man, Red Man... Anybody signed to Def Jam at the time. <laughs> yeah, they were a tag team. You had, um... Was DMX one of them? I keep forgetting. Definitely, because yeah. I specifically about that. You think you can mess with the dog? That's how he started every fight. And, it was, and if he won, he was, ow, ow! Like every, <laughs> and no, he, there were taunts! Yeah, there, there were taunts. There had to be taunts, yeah. There had to be, like, like, victory poses. So it was basically built on, like, 
a, um, a wrestling game. It was like a WCW. Yeah, like game. WCW style, like wrestling game engine. Who was the bad guy? Do you remember? I think it was somebody they made up for the game for the first one. And well, then, was it? Maybe it wasn't. I know E40 was in it. Damn. I know the sequel was called Fight for New or York. Scarface, one of them. Fight for New York had people from outside of Def Jam yeah, records. Snoop Dogg was, Snoop Dogg was in that one. one. Yeah. Oh, here's the bad guy. Whoever the bad yeah, it was like guy. Yeah, like East Coast versus West Coast thing. So did he actually fight in it? Wait, was it was it Shug Knight? It was somebody who looked like Shug Knight. <laughs> <laughs> it was somebody who was supposed Shug to be. Knight, uh, yes. I think it was somebody who was supposed to be, but his lead enforcer was Fat Joe. Yeah, and it always made me laugh so hard. And Fat Joe, if you like, just hit the select button, he would just start going, ha <laughs> Like, that was his taunt. He would just laugh at you. And you couldn't punch Fat Joe in the stomach. Yeah. He would shake you off. too fat. I can't imagine. Because uh, he can just do the rock away. Lean back. <laughs> I just can't imagine, like, Snoop Dogg being a fighting character. Because he's yeah. so lanky and leaned over. Like, I mean, Wu-Tang Clan makes sense, yeah. but... I say, could you imagine... Red Man being a fighting game character? He was the best fighting game character. Right? <laughs> Flip around. Before that game, I would have never thought he would be my favorite like wrestling game character. But he would he had all these wacky moves and taunts. His finishing move was he would just knock push you over and stomp on your head with his tams <laughs> repeatedly until you until you passed out. I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure in an episode of MTV Cribs, you can see the game sitting on like Method Man's uh, table. Red, Red Man's table? Yeah, on Red Man's yeah, table. I'm pretty sure he holds it up. It's like, I mean, this he, is what we do. He has the best episode of Cribs ever, right? Like, that was his, like, here's my stupid apartment. Yeah, he's like, here's my stupid <laughs> little yeah. house in Newark. It's, it's, it's just, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and speaking of Wu Tang, like, they had another game called Wu Tang Shaolin Style, which was a fighting game. Uh, not quite like the wrestling games though. I think it was more of a, a more of like a Street Fighter esque sort of 3D mm. fighting game. Okay. Um, and that had uh, I think you could do four players actually. Oh wow. Uh, but uh, yeah, Wu Tang had his own whole game, at least one. You know who else is a musician that had their own fighting game? Shaquille O'Neal. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Also known as Shaq Fu. Actually, it wasn't a fighting game though, was it? it was... Yeah, it was a fighting game. Yeah, it was. Okay. But I think it had a side scroll. Yeah, I thought it was side scrolling. No, they were the size of side-scrolling characters, but it was a one-on-one fighting game. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure there were some levels, or maybe at least weird cutscenes. But think, by I the way, we're... recently remade. Did you see the new oh, no, Shaq I didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> you need to see that. I, and I guarantee you Shaq did the voice on it. Oh, because, God, awesome. like, yeah, it's remastered, and the last thing it says is, Somebody about to get their ass with us. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shaq like going like this in 3D. It's awesome. Oh God. Somebody and about to get their ass. Yeah, you just said that way more charismatic than I can imagine Shaq saying something. It's, too. it's like, the exact same way. It's awesome. <laughs> right, and, and if you don't know, maybe you're a little bit too young and you only know him as a commentator on um, uh, NBA or TNT or what? I don't even know what channel he's on. But he's TNT. <laughs> okay, but um, he's a rapper. Shaq. Look it up. Yeah, Shaq has says. There's a great music video with Shaq rapping on a stage in a city. Uh, it's He looks so awkward. He's like standing he was on a in block. two videos because he was also in a music video with Aaron Carter. Yes. <laughs> and to this day, he's never forgiven Aaron Carter for destroying him on the mic. <laughs> Wait, what is the Shaq song? Hey, Shaq, where you at? I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq rapping, yeah. Shaq, where you at? They, they let Shaq do whatever he wanted for a little while too, didn't they? Because yeah. he had that, he but had... One, uh, but above everybody, there is one truly insane video game that came out of the rap community. And that is 50 Cent. <laughs> Blood on the That's sand. one of the coolest games <laughs> ever. Watch a playthrough, do whatever you can to experience this game. What Wait, is so it called? 
50 Cent Blood on the Sand. Yeah. So you said you watched a playthrough re- recently. Did you see the beginning where they explain why he's putting all the blood in the sand? <laughs> I did, but I feel like you should tell our viewers at home. Well, I haven't seen it recently, but from what I recall, and Terry can correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. he was performing in like Dubai or something, some like Middle Eastern country. It might have even been a fake one. Mm-hmm. And he was performing for like a sultan, and he was going to pay him with a crystal skull. Yeah. And then someone steals his crystal skull. So he gets his buddies together, and he pulls out his gat, and he decides to fight through uh, the desert to get his stuff, his shit back. I believe the last line before the game starts is, nobody steal from Fiddy. <laughs> Cut to gameplay. It's amazing. This is like a Max Payne style yeah, game. It's like a cover shooter, right? A third person cover shooter. With, with two guns, rocket launchers, you could be uh, you could be any member of the G unit. <laughs> <laughs> All your favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the crazy thing was, like, like, the climate that came out, that was in the middle of the Iraq War too. Yeah. So it was kind of like, yeah, so this is also, like, patriotism. Like, I'm going to show you. Yeah. I'm going to show you what we can do. So much blood. Still, our, still our crystal skulls back, <laughs> Yeah. Saddam's got our crystal skulls. I'm not going to let it go down. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Because essentially it is Get Richard Die Trying, like, the game. There is a Richard Die Trying game. What? <laughs> I believe. I believe that's what it's called. Fidget has two games. Yeah. One of M&M's in one of them. He must be in the other one that's not blood in the sand. I can't believe there's not like an M&M game, like straight up. Like, I, like at the height of his popularity. There should be an M&M game based on 8 Mile, where the goal is to eat his mom's spaghetti. <laughs> but his arms are heavy. <laughs> So you got to get him some energy drinks to get his and, and go through some like rap battles to get his energy up so he can stomach his mom's spaghetti. Oh, rap has good. been good for gaming. Rap has there, created a, games that people want to play. There's definitely lots of gaming references in rap, yeah. Inclu- including one of my favorites that I told Chris about and quickly became one of his favorites, uh, Super Brooklyn. Oh yeah, by that, the by the Coco Brothers. It, so it's. Yeah, it's, it's one of the first that I can remember, like, video game real band, like, crossovers. Because uh, the Super Brothers, uh, they'd sampled the, the Mario theme. Uh, and like, it, it was great. It was called Super Brooklyn. Um, it's very simple now. but Yeah, but it was just the Super Mario theme, and it added lots of sound effects. Like, for Mario, like, true to game, yeah. in, like, in the background, and, like, in, like, the rhyme scheme, just to be kind of... <laughs> it, it was really awesome. And then there was also... Surprised that he wasn't, he might have been in Def Jam too. But Beanie Siegel had a song where he equated Pac Man and other classic 80s arcade games to the drug trade. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and he's like, so he has like Donkey Kong, he's like his rival pusher across the, across the city. And he has Mario and Luigi, who are his hitmen. <laughs> he sends oh out the take. And King, Co- King, King Koopa's like his other rival. So he sends mm-hmm. Mario and Luigi to take out King Koopa. And, and he's Kubert's on his side. He's got Frogger working for him. It's ridiculous. What we learned is that, like, a large chunk of rappers are nerds. Yes. Like, there are so many video game references if you're looking for them. Like, and as young nerds, like, it was pretty cool to, like, find <gasps> I know what that's from! Super Nintendo, <laughs> Sega Genesis! Yeah, yeah Biggie was rapping about that back before. It was cool to rap about it. That's right. And I mean, then, he, then he died. Even, so, like, House of Pain. two together. House of Pain was like, uh, when, when they referenced Sega in that, it was like, oh my god, they said the thing I, I played. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. Why? Well, play me out like my name is Sega. Right. Actually, it's a, we're talking about that, nobody's saying that. Def <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jam might be, that might be the most successful video game it, it based on music. It but definitely there are some sequel. true duds. 
that came out that you might not know about. For example, kids, did you know P about Peter Gabriel? Because <laughs> we just found out that he had a video game. Yeah, it's called like Peter Gabriel Experience, was it? It's called Xperia One. Oh, Xperia, yeah, about um, Peter Gabriel. You go inside the twisted mind of Peter Gabriel. <laughs> sledgehammer? Why wouldn't it be him running with a sledgehammer instead? That would that would have been much better. Yeah. Oh, actually, that, that brings me to Twisted Minds makes me think of Brutal Legend. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, which, which was an unsuccessful game, but by a very creative game creator. Unfortunately, it didn't do very well, but... It was a Tim Schafer game. Yeah. Uh, by Double Fine, uh, who are famous for games such as... Psychonauts. Psychonauts, and uh, I mean, this goes back to the old LucasArts games, things like Monkey Island. Grim Fandango. Grim Fandango. Yeah. Which have um, released on PS4 recently. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I played Brutal Legend, got really excited about it. It came out on the 360. I think it was on PS3, too. Um, but it was... It started... People got very excited. It was, it was basically based in the world of metal. Yeah. Like, uh, everything was metal. Uh, the, the, the whole story was that a roadie named Eddie Riggs was killed by a piece of falling stage, and then he was sent to the world of metal. Yep. Uh, and he's Where got... he got giant arms. Yeah, oh, he was already giant, actually. I think he didn't change. He's just huge. He's just His character design is just, he's huge. And he's voiced by Jack Black, who does an awesome job. Like, he does a really great yeah. voice acting. Uh, and, but Kung Fu Panda himself, kids. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, basically, Ozzy Osbourne's in it, playing, like, the Lord of Metal, and um, the, the Lemmy Killmeister is in it. I think Dio's uh, in it, too. Yeah, yeah Dio's, Dio's in it. it. And the whole, the soundtrack is all classic, like, hard, rocking songs. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you'd basically drive around this rock landscape in this hot rod that looks like it came right out of, like, a, a, a t-shirt. And he had, like, an axe that was basically a skull with two blades sticking out of it. And the girl was, like, what you would see on the cover of every metal album. Yeah, Just like, this. like the early 80s. Honey, honey. <laughs> it, was, it was a great game. Uh, so th there were two components to it, though. The one was, like, the hack and slash kind of action adventure, explore open world thing. And yeah. then... Boss battles were a real-time strategy, uh, like you had to build a stage up and uh, monitor like your army, and uh, it was a, a strange change of pace that a lot of people were not into. So when they bought the game, they felt duped, because they were like, oh, I'm ready for this hack and slash fun thing, mm -hmm. uh, and then they had to play Then it's resource strategy. management. Yeah, resource yeah. management. Which was, it was an interesting game, kind of tough to control because it was a third-person console real-time strategy, like, who does yeah. that? Whenever uh, you did. started up the car, did Holy Diver start playing? Uh, I yes, think it was I something so. like that. Yeah. yeah, as soon as you get to dun, 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 dun. <laughs> let me get out, let me get back in. Dun, 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 dun. Let me get out, get back in. Like, it was great. Awesome. Oh, and all the bosses looked awesome. Like, all the design of the enemies, it was perfect. It was really good. They marketed the hell out of that game. Jack Black went on Conan yeah. in the Eddie Riggs outfit, <laughs> I remember, and killed a demon that was sitting in the, in the audience. <laughs> so let me stop right there, Conan. You see this guy? I gotta kill him, and it literally is a David. <laughs> I think that might be one of the early precursors to uh, Conan's game. I forget what it's called, but I think he does. Clueless Gamer. Yeah, Clueless Gamer. Because I'm pretty sure he played the game on screen mm -hmm. with uh, Jack Black during that episode. But I mean, I mean, that might. I wonder if the game didn't sell well, or if they just spent all the money. In advance. Well, it, it's yeah. very, it's very, you're not getting Ozzy on a game for free. No. It's very critically panned. Uh by the gaming press because it was they, like lukewarm. Yeah, yeah, because they were like, it's great as either one of these games, but we don't want it to be a combination of the two, and the, especially not for a boss battle. Yeah, where then you go back like and hack to, and slash. That might be worth a replay. 
Yeah, yeah. it's the kind of game I'd love to revisit because see see how it go, feels now. And if it was like a twenty dollar indie game, I'm sure people would have been more receptive of it. But being a full price sixty dollar retail game, triple A. Yeah, they were like, I don't like it. But it had that attitude of like um that that design of metal, like over the top metal, like yeah. you know Jack Black style, Tenacious D metal, you know that you don't really see Classic in games a lot. What, was Dave yeah. Grohl in it? Dave, I don't know. I don't remember. Did he, he, voice, did he voice someone? He probably did. Possibly. He's in everything else he touches. Uh, but it, it was fun. I mean, and it's at very least like it's worth watching some clips from yeah. it. Like the the cutscenes are really funny. It's like, actually yeah. a funny game. Yeah, the, the art like. style is awesome too. And yeah, I think everybody in it is. Ozzy's not dead yet, but <laughs> Libby's dead. Dio's dead. Oh man. Um, Jack is not. Jack. <laughs> Jack. Well, Jack's alive and yeah. well. The musicians in it are mostly dead. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you guys know if like were any major music people involved in like that rhythm game explosion we had? I'm thinking of games like Res and those kinds of things. Like, did they yes. have actual bands involved in those? They they often had electronic music people yeah. in it who were you know not mainstream that you, you necessarily didn't hear of. But uh, yeah, they they had a lot in there, and the the music. I mean, that leads right into. Guitar Hero and Rock Band, which were very much tied to, to the music. And one of your, one of your oh, yeah. giant impacts on your life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Steve and I, to this day, still play Rock Band. We played it New Year's Day, and it was amazing. Yeah. It's true, I saw a picture. I was trying to like uh, tally up all the like band-specific versions of those. And the first one was Aerosmith Guitar Hero. Uh, and then they went into... <laughs> yeah. I, I remember buying it only for the guitar. Because it was like priced down like twenty bucks. Yeah. Because the game nobody liked the Aerosmith only game, oh. but the guitar was another Guitar Hero guitar, and it was on clearance everywhere. So That's I grabbed the one it I and literally, use. yeah, I literally threw the, the game plate. in the trash, <laughs> unopened, <laughs> to, play, to play Rock Band with the Aerosmith Guitar Hero guitar. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, I forgot that there were competing. Games yeah, there's uh, Guitar Hero, a uh, rock band split off from that. Um, and then they made Beatles Rock Band. They made Green, Green, Day, Green Day Rock Band. ACDC. ACDC. Um, there, there were a number of them. And it, it saturated the market and killed it, unfortunately. Yeah, that, that's kind of <laughs> done. No one's... I don't know anybody playing those kinds of games. Yeah, I mean, Rock Band 4 did try to bring it back last year. Rock it, Band it, 4 it's still, came out. Uh, it's still kicking. They're still making yeah, DLC it's for chugging it. It's along. But uh, it's certainly not the, the phenomenon yeah, that very it was. Niche. Can you put real guitars into it yet? You could in Rock Band 3. You could? Yes. Uh, and I remember my then fiance, really? now my I wife. Rock Band 3. How was that? Yeah, oh, no, I didn't. I had Guitar Hero 3. Uh, so there was a special real guitar made for it. It had to be a specialty guitar that my uh, then fiance, now wife, got for me as a Christmas gift. So it's a real guitar that you can use to play the real songs on Rock Band 3. Uh, of course, in Rock Band 4, they took it out. So, like, Rock Band 4, like, I wasn't excited about it because it took away a lot of the, the cool stuff. Yeah. Like, Rock Band 3 had keyboards. They don't have that in Rock Band 4. And, and then there was Rocksmith or Guitarsmith? Uh, yeah. That's Rock. the one that yeah, is, they, is Yeah, that's one that's straight. Yeah, it's I just love that. teaches you how to play guitar. It's really good. Format. Yeah, yeah like, I, I got it last year, like, and it was very cheap because it was well after the time. You plug <laughs> yeah. a real guitar just into the microphone port on whatever it is, uh, and you learn to play songs. Uh, it's, it's great. It's really fun. I love that. See, that's exciting. <laughs> and then, uh, as an, um, while we're on the topic of t uh, band tie-ins to video games, there was one that I was thinking about the other day, actually, because I haven't played this game in forever, and I've never beaten it, because I've rented it and need to rent it again. Uh, it, it was a game for the SNES called um, Spider-Man in Maximum Carnage. Yes! <laughs> where you fought all of the... You know, the you, you, Spider-Man and Venom. It was a two-player game. 
And you fought against all of his other eviler clones, the Carnage clones. You had mm -hmm. Carnage, you had his children like Toxin, Shriek. Shriek uh, I forget what the other one's name was. But there were, there were a few of them, like, canonically in the comics that were, like, the big bads that he spawned. Captain America was in that game for some reason? Yeah, Captain America was, like, I forget, was he an assist character? Or did he just, like, fight alongside yeah, 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 you would, while you're fighting? He was, like, the same as, like, what Cloak and Dagger were. Okay, yeah. And, like, basically every uh, every comic game back then, it was a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Because they're yeah. all side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Yeah, LJN. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I remember the, um, all the music was by a very little-known punk band called Green Jelly. I don't even know if it's still around. Yeah, I have I no meant idea. to look it up earlier, but... So they're called Green Jelly, and they had, like, their own logo with the TM. And right after Spider-Man's logo, so you see the big Spider-Man in Maximum Carnage, and it fades away. Featuring Green Jelly. <laughs> yeah, TM. Who was that? But the music was pretty cool in the yeah. game. Like, I remember liking it quite a bit. I rented it a couple times, uh, but I was like... I, yeah, they put it in the box. Green Jelly! I'm like... Is that? <laughs> like I've never heard of them. Whatever. So is anybody? Is any big music people still making games or anything? Oh, big ones. Um, there, there's a couple. Like, like I know. Are there any good ones? Harmonix <laughs> is still making uh, interesting games, and okay. that's the company that made Guitar Hero originally. Made Rock Band. Mm -hmm. uh, they made DJ Hero, uh, but they are, are making right now. They're making a game called Drop Mix, uh, which is a uh, basically a. God, what would you call that? A uh, car, a deck building. <laughs> it's a deck building game. game, but it's about remixing songs. So mm. uh, it's a card game, and you put them down on this this five uh, card pad, and you know you'll put in the drums from one song, and the vocal from another song, and the bass line from another song, and uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it mixes everything for you. Yeah, they're all real songs. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. Yeah, so yeah. you put it down, mix everything for you, and you can like record the mixes you make. It'll change things, the, the keys and the pitches. So it's a very like mu music focused game, yeah. And a lot of the devs at Harmonix are musicians, like especially like all the rock songs of rock band and like Guitar Hero. I think it was two that that were by bands that you had no idea of or in the bonus <laughs> section yeah, the were bonus. from Harmonix bands, like yeah. Freeze Pop and Bang Camaro and a couple other ones I don't remember the name of. But yeah, so a, those were my favorite songs to play. Yeah, I love the bonus songs. There's the, I never heard of these songs. A lot of people like learn music. By playing like Guitar yeah. Hero, like you find new stuff that you didn't know yeah. you liked. You know, one that I'm, they probably have done it. Coheed and Cambria, like they're very multimedia. They should have made a game because they made did comics. They did uh, yeah, yeah like, all the al the first like five or six albums are all like one big meta story mm -hmm. called the Amory Wars. Peter David was writing, he was writing a video game for them. Wow. Or yeah, I think it was a video game or animated series or something. Peter David of comic book fame was working with them, and that made me really excited. Mm -hmm. And then it dropped off the face of the earth. You know what would be That's awesome? We need to... Muse. Muse should make a video game based sure on their Muse music. hasn't made a game? I'm not sure they Whoa! have. But that would be awesome. I just want to play Knights of Cydonia, the video game. That's all I want to do. I think it's funny, and I think, I think it actually kind of took its natural course. What started as this weird way for bands to like license their stuff, they had to go in and make these terrible side-scroller games. <laughs> Eventually got to the point where the, all the games were about celebrating their music, which has to be what they wanted all along, right? Yeah. Or did we want a bunch of Tim the Toolman Taylor clones, except with your favorite <laughs> musicians? I, I think... It would Gwar be was in a game! Gwar was Gwar in the Should be. Butthead game. Oh. That was the point of the game, was to get tickets <laughs> to go see Gwar at the end. And at the end, there's the... Um, what the, I can't remember his name. 
Uh, Odorous Grungus. Odorous Grungus is in the game at the end, like playing, oh, like man. you make it to oh, the nice. show. I can't believe I just remembered Richmond's that. own Guar. Yeah, they're from Richmond, Virginia, Virginia which is, is Richmond's claim to musical fame, apparently. Um, I saw them live, and it was amazing. It must have been. It, it looks amazing. like a very theatrical show. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> now, anyway, we've come a long way, and you kids are lucky that most of you probably started out gaming during the Guitar Hero era, because <laughs> we had to wait quite a while for that kind of stuff. But keep playing. Let us know any kind of like songs or, or games that are based on music or things like that that we missed. I know we missed a lot. There yep. is not a Holland Oats game. <laughs> For some reason, I thought there was, but I just looked it up and I didn't find it. There was a Holland Oats cartoon. <laughs> it was about no. um, Daryl Hall's mustache. No, would come off of his body and ha- like it's he shaved off at some point a couple years ago. Yeah. So his mustache would run around having adventures. and had his own life separate from Daryl Hall since he had shaved it off. It was on Adult Swim. So I figured they might have made an Adult Swim game based on it. But Dude, that's the, the hardest non sequitur I've ever heard, I think, by the way. <laughs> In the middle of closing a show, well, well, there is not a Hall of Fame game. Well, to elucidate a little bit, Chris was talking about Richmond, Virginia's musical claim to fame. So I was like, Philly has a lot of musicians. Who could, who's one of our claims to fame that might have a video game? Will Smith, Independence Game. Uh, Independence Day Day game. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if his likeness was used in that. I hope so. Because like, if I, anytime I killed an alien, I wanted to say, "Welcome to Earth." Welcome to Earth. <laughs> the different a spiritual, a, a game that has a spiritual version of Will Smith in it called Dive Kick. Mm. It was just like indie fighting game made by a bunch of fighting game like nerds. Two buttons, no joystick. Just two buttons, dive and kick. <laughs> yeah. And dive made you jump, yeah. but then also dive. It made you jump, but then kick made you kick, dive kick. So it was kind of labeled weird, but yeah. yeah. Um, so the main characters were these two twin brothers, uh, Dive and Kick. And one of them was like this redhead Irish dude, and one of them was this black dude. And the black dude was from Philly, from West Philly, born and raised. And his stage was the playground from the from intro Fresh from Prince. Freshman to Bel-Air. And then Dive was like his brother from another mother who he grew up with, but he was from like New York. But they grew up together in Philly, and they had like this rivalry. So that was technically, uh, practically Will Smith's video game debut. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope Will Smith does does give us a video game, and I bet there's got to be right the video game. Bruh. There's got to be. I don't feel comfortable speaking about Bright on camera. <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody knows. Not even what the actors in the movie. Yet. Nobody knows what to do with that one. They've been in the Wild Wild West game. Wicked Wild. Oh yeah. Jim West, Desperado. Rough Rider. <laughs> no, you don't want that. <laughs> so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a good long road. Yeah, and if you were stopping by, I'm Terry from Terry Lady Films. I'm Chris from Tubby Robot. I'm Steve, also from Tubby Robot. Always happy to talk to you guys. Please come back for more and let us know uh, more about topics that you want to hear us discuss. And always, always, always come in and eat ice cream and talk gaming. Yep. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.